0: So key off stone drive,
1: a rundown, a doll, All right, thank you that for that, and uh, welcome back to the uh, show. And uh, we're waiting on Kathy Valentine to call in, former member of the uh, Go-Go's. And when she calls on, you know what we'll do? We'll go ahead and throw her on the air. All right. Uh, David Sampson is a guy who was and is, I guess, the son-in-law of Jeffrey Loria, who is the, oh, we have her. All right. Let's go right to her then. We'll get back to David Sampson another time. We're quite pleased to have Kathy Valentine with us. And, um, she was the, uh, guitarist with the uh, Go-Gos and she's here to talk about uh, her book, her new music and uh, also to talk about the documentary Susie Q, which is going to release on uh, July 1st, or on July uh, 3rd, I guess. She's going to be doing an interview on July 1st, along with uh, Sherry Curry of The uh, the Runaways. Um, Kathy, welcome to the show. I had Susie on about a month ago to talk about this film. I got an advanced copy of it, and I absolutely loved this movie. And she was someone that you saw as a little girl, and it just opened your eyes to really your whole life, didn't it?
0: Absolutely. In fact, I just got off a a, a thing with her promoting her documentary, and it's just, I can't tell you how cool it is to be kind of friends with someone who literally I owe a decades-long, blessed, amazing career to. I mean, literally there would not be, I would not have had the career I have if it wasn't for seeing Susie Quattro, and I was 14 years old. It never occurred to me a woman a girl a teenager as a teenage girl that I could be a rock and roll star until I saw her and it literally blew my mind
1: and it's funny because I asked about her big bass and she said no no the bass was actually normal size it's just that you know she was (laughs) 5'2 or whatever (laughs) for you I know that the go-go's kind of threw a bass at you but you also played lead guitar as well Um, you played a lot of stuff didn't you
0: yeah, I was always a guitar player, and it's funny because when I got my first bass to learn the Go Go songs and be their bass player, I went for the smallest bass I could find because I was like, "This feels too awkward." And I I played the bass very much like a guitar. I got one as close to a guitar size as I could because it's just not where I started out. But you know, it's all about what you play. It's not really it's not the instrument, or it's it's what you choose to play.
1: And sometimes the rhythm section doesn't get the love of the lead guitarist or the the lead singer, unless you're like a Getty Lee and you're also singing. Well, what's it like to kind of like be off on the side? And, you know, here's everyone looking at Belinda Carlisle. I mean, was that something that bugged you or you didn't care?
0: Well, for me, I mean, as a, when I was growing up, my favorite band was the Rolling Stones. So I had a template in my mind that, you know, there was a Mick Jagger, and there was a Keith Richards, and th- there were these roles. Um, so it it never bothered me. And plus, I was so I knew I was very important in in aspects that weren't so visible, like you know, at rehearsals, arranging, coming up with parts, writing songs. These are all essential things to what people see on the stage. And I never craved the spotlight so much as what I craved and what I longed for was to be a part of something where I felt like I was making a difference. And that's what being in a band fulfilled for me. And that's what my book, I think I'm really most proud of about my book, is that I really get those feelings across that anybody can relate to, whether you're a musician, whether you're a Go-Go's fan or not, that those kind of feelings that I wrote about are things that anyone can relate to.
1: I was in uh, high school, about 16, 17 years old, when you guys really hit with We Got the Beat, Our Lips Are Sealed, that whole thing. And it was just so catchy, such fun music. We played it at all the dances. And um, I think one of the cool things was is we didn't think about it as the girl band. We just thought about it as, as fun music to play. And I think that was one of the reasons you guys were so successful is that the boys embraced you as well.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you 100%. If it wasn't for the songs, nobody would have cared. Nobody would have cared if we were all females, if we were, you know, sunny California girls, or what. Nobody would have cared. It was the songs that made people pay attention. And we were lucky because MTV started right when we did. And there's actually a, a Gogos documentary coming out August 1st, so it's going to be an inc- incredible summer with Fizzy Quattro coming out in July, and then a Go-Go's documentary. Um, I'm really excited uh, to see women in music, you know, kind of start getting getting some notice through through the documentary format.
1: No doubt about it. We're speaking with Kathy Valentine, formerly of the Go-Go's. No, um, so I'm still, I'm still the
0: Go-Go's i'm not formerly still with
1: the go-go's <laughs> yeah yeah
0: we, we, were gonna, we were supposed to be on tour this summer we were supposed to be on tour so
1: oh wow all right with the go-go's active. yeah altavod is a direct to consumer film uh, streaming site supporting music cares and um they're going to be raising funds in support of covid relief fund uh with the july 1st virtual event of the Susie Qua- quattro documentary and um you're going to be with uh Sherry Curry and, um, of course, a star in her own right, but you're going to be doing an interview with uh, Susie. That sounds like fun.
0: I know. It's so cool because it's it's like three, I'm not going to say three generations, but it's three uh, very seminal uh, kind of representations of women in rock music, and, of course, you know, there wouldn't have been a Joan Jett and a Runaways without Susie. Uh, there might have been a Go-Go's without Susie, but there wouldn't have been a Kathy Valentine, so... You know, between her and punk rock in general, which really kind of was a very inclusive and leveled the playing field um I think we we can owe a lot of gratitude to to both um both um Susie and punk rock for bringing women into music.
1: No doubt when I interviewed uh Susie about a month ago, the one thing that really stuck with me was. You know, some of her sisters were, I don't want to say haters, but they were kind of jealous. And I said it was it was plainly obvious even to me, and I'm not a record executive, that when she was playing with her sisters that she was the star. And, and, and she said, you know what, when you have it, you know it as a young kid, and don't ever apologize for having it. I like that mm-hmm. statement.
0: I love it, too. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in awe of her because she – she just knew, she, she was very focused and knew what she wanted to do. And even when she became a star in the 70s, I mean, this was a very debauched time where a lot of rock stars were just as into the lifestyle, you know, and partying and all that stuff. Susie wasn't like that. She was right in the thick of it. But she saw this as her job and her mission, and nothing was going to get in the way, whether it was You know, drugs, alcohol, naysayers, family, anything, nothing was going to stop her. And that's a super inspiring message.
1: Yeah, I know. I think it was the first documentary I've ever seen without the drugs part. It was just rock and roll. It was interesting. Now, for you, your memoir, All I Ever Wanted, from the University of Texas Press, that's uh, that's hot off the presses just a a few months. And it's got some uh, really good reviews. Um, How about that?
0: Yeah, I'm so excited. I, I was kind of bummed because of the uh, coronavirus. I couldn't. I had a 23 city tour in place, and I was really excited because, you know, as you noted, I, I was the bass player in the band, and I've always kind of positioned myself as the cool chick and the cool band, and to be able to go out and just be Kathy Valentine and talk to people about my book, which I'm thrilled is just resonating so soundly with with readers. I'm really excited, but. It was hard promoting and in a a pandemic, you know, as a first time author, I needed every bit of exposure and every appearance I was going to, to get. So I can't complain, you know, people have lost much worse, but I'm thrilled with the reception it's getting and I definitely want to write not only a second memoir, but more books because it's just, it's just something I feel that I do, I'm good at and I did a soundtrack to the book, too, so I kind of marry my music career with the new writing career and intersect storytelling with songwriting, so it's, it's, it's kind of exciting.
1: Yeah, we're going to take a listen to uh, your new song, Outlook Would Forget, here. On the way out, we've been speaking with Kathy Valentine. Make sure to check out her book. Make sure to check out the Q doc, the Go-Go's doc coming out. Everything's busy. Kathy, thank you so much for spending some time with us, and let's catch up again down the road.
0: All right, thanks so much.
1: All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on vinyl.